I'm hoping to prove that within every normal system, there exists an aberration, something different. This aberration, whose only means of expression are wanton violence structures. Welcome back uh, to Mutual Aberration Society, um, a podcast where two people, uh, sometimes more than two, share their love or their hate for a film or other works of art. Um, I'm Ryan Jackson, and today I'm joined by a return guest, uh, the other Ryan, um, <laughs> Ryan uh, from Neoliberal Hell and Anti-Art. Um, Ryan was on the very first episode uh, of Mutual Aberration Society uh, to talk about a film directed by David Cronenberg called Crimes of the Future. And I thought it was only right to have Ryan back on to talk about a film directed by the son of David Cronenberg, uh, Infinity Pool. I don't understand why we're doing this. We barely know these people. It's one day to mix things up a bit. You're just happy you found your fan club. I've been waiting six years for your second book. Is it coming out soon? I'm working on it. What do you do for money then? He married rich. Well, <laughs> I actually came here looking for inspiration. Mr. James Foster, you'll have to come with us. Here, the punishment for any crime committed is death. What? What did you say? But for a significant sum, we'll build a double to send in for your execution. your transformation. This is just a little girl. But I can take some blood. Show me how strong you are. It's really disgusting. You could just sit there. And watch it happen. You know, James, do you worry they got the wrong man? Uh, now, first off, Ryan, you, you need no introduction because you've been on the podcast multiple times. Uh, how's it? How's it? How's it going, though? <laughs> it's going great. Uh, it's good to be here for a third time. Uh, I actually requested this because I saw I saw Infinity Pool. I figured this would be a good uh uh episode again to talk about a cronenberg movie drink a drink a nice high ipa uh i, I think we talked about, 
we were talking about like uh uh <laughs> we were talking about very I, I was like two two ipas in last time and i think we were talking about like affirmative action or something i was just <laughs> i was like i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> yeah we'll probably be back on that in a minute we'll probably get it <laughs> it'll probably go it'll probably go there uh so yeah um for those who don't know um let me go ahead and share my screen here i will go ahead and read for those who aren't like paying attention to oh high tech all right let's go <laughs> what's going on uh, i will read the uh the letterbox synopsis for uh infinity pool so let's see what let's see what this is <laughs> okay <laughs> find out what kind of creature you really are okay <laughs> while staying in an at an isolated island resort James and M are enjoying a perfect vacation of pristine beaches, exceptional staff, and soaking up the sun. But guided by the seductive and mysterious Gabby, they venture outside the resort grounds and find themselves in a culture filled with violence, hedonism, and untold horror. Okay, so that is a very vague. <laughs> That's just how I like it. When I go into, when I go into movies and I read a little synopsis or see a trailer, I, vague as possible. In my opinion, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, in terms of in terms of what you're getting into, uh, yes, it is about those two characters, and they do go to an island for a vacation. Um, but it's a little bit more than that, as it is a Cronenberg movie. Um, now, before we touch on Infinity Pool a little bit, let's talk a little bit about uh, Brandon Cronenberg. Okay, now, have you watched his previous uh, two films? I think. Have you watched Antiviral or Possessor? So antiviral, I'm aware of the premise. <clears throat> Possessor, I was watching about a week ago, and uh, it got to the point where it's like he has um, the girl has like the second mission. She's like an assassin, I guess. Oh, yeah. You definitely got to finish. If you definitely got to finish. Possessor. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll probably finish it tonight. But it yeah. was like mm -hmm. I, I felt really unsettled because it was like the mission is like oh like this guy is like in a like this guy is like a cuck to his girlfriend or not a cuck but like this guy is like really like subordinate to like his his like fiance and it's like your mission mm -hmm. is to kill the fiance and their dad i'm like ah I don't, I'm like, that, yeah I'm, yeah i'm like this is too deep right now i can't but but I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna get back into it i was really vibing with it uh, i can i think it's better than infinity pool just by the vibe it is getting. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's what i will say first off for me when um i was i was anticipating his next movie based off of how how much i uh i liked possessor and i was like okay um, and antiviral is interesting because antiviral is one of those movies where I have tried to finish three times. Um, <laughs> and I've heard, I've heard that the last 15 or 20 minutes of the movie is when it really like picks up steam and goes, goes crazy. Uh, so I need to, I need to return and finish antiviral um, this time. And I will, I'll probably just start from where I stopped. Uh, but the thing about Brandon Cronenberg is that I find interesting is um how similar um, his obsessions seem to be um, to his father's, but yet at the same time, uh, unique, um, mm -hmm. or, or at least unique in respect to his dad's work. Now, I'm a big sort of Cronenberg uh, head, so to speak, when it comes to, uh, you know, all of his dad's, specifically his early as early as shit you know what i mean like i did really like uh crimes of the future i mean we both like crimes of the future yeah um, given, yeah um and i do feel like it is probably one of the most slept on movies of last year that came out in 2022 right 
Yeah, <laughs> it was like... hated, very hated, very. Or, yeah, um, yeah, it got, It's gonna get. It's gonna get a lot of revisionist history. Now, I think it's interesting. The reception for uh, Infinity Pool has been very different. Where I feel like the film circles have kind of embraced this movie a lot, mm-hmm. and they've been like, "Oh, Infinity Pool is." You know, I've seen a lot of positive uh, uh, reviews for this movie. Like even even like glancing at the letterbox. I mean, I do see like first ones up. It's like four stars. Oh, he got a two. He got a two in there by Will Miniker. Okay, shout out to Chapman. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, shout out. <laughs> four and a half. Uh, four, four. You know what I mean? Like I, I've four. You know, some five stars. Wait, can we, we can we look at Will's review? I want to see what he's. Yeah, he's, let's see what. Wait, let's wait. go ahead and see what Will had to say. Uh, oh wait, a little bit. Yeah, he gave it a pretty comprehensive review. It looks like. Let's see. This movie terrified me on a personal level. It dug deep into the recesses of my mind to plumb the cold, alienating depths of having nothing to say and only coasting off your vastly more talented dad. (laughs) This movie's most cardinal sin is being not even that gross or disturbing. Don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of drug-induced, nihilistic sex, violence, and Mia Goss' perfect tits. But where's the heart? Boring. All caps. <laughs> now, I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be real with you. Um, I'm I'm feeling Will Miniker's uh, review. I felt a lot. I felt very similar. But I will say this. For me, I feel like Infinity Pool starts out really strong. Okay. Like, and that was the thing with me. Like, it started out really strong. And, and as, it, as, as it got more into the movie, that's where it started to wane. And I do know a couple of things. Like, I do know that this is an R-rated film, but I heard through the grapevine mm-hmm. that they had to cut a lot of shit in order to get the R rating. Um, okay. And I'm wondering if that sort of... Uh, yeah, the sex scene was a little bit tame. We'll probably get to that a little bit later as yeah. we the rest of the film, but I can yeah. see what you're saying. That 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 tracks. Yeah, so so what was your... I think you were really vibing with, with Infinity Pool, though, right? You were really fucking with it. <laughs> I, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> this was my first Brandon Cronenberg movie, but not my first Cronenberg right. universe movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. You know, I gave it a solid B, and I think it's like a. It really is like a B movie. You know what I mean? I think mm. watching Possessor, just looking at that one, that kind of looked like a almost like an A level movie. I think I think everything was really succinct in in, in Possessor, and everything was kind of like um, the universe and the story and the characters. Like it just kind of seemed like, and just the way that everything looked, it kind of seemed like it was like really headed towards like a really good. Like that's like an A tier type movie. This is like a this kind of feels like a you know like a you know oh they're on vacation it's fun and you know they made me a goth and, and the stakes are high but it's like at the same time the movie it feels very small it feels kind of like I don't know it feels very do you know what I'm saying it feels it, it feels low stakes even though the stakes are high does that make sense Yeah yeah no for sure for sure Yeah it um, feels like it's it, it feels like it's like a very goofy kind of premise and I feel like. I kind of feel like the sci-fi element and the the real life elements are very separated. Like the hotel seems very normal, and then it's like, I guess that's purposeful. But I I think I think a movie like Possessor, just like judging by like the first twenty or thirty minutes, it, it felt like everything was was really like a succinct vision. Whereas this movie it felt kind of like separated. It felt kind of like, oh, this part seems normal. Oh, this part is kind of sci-fi. Oh, this part's kind of normal. Oh, this part's kind of sci-fi. Um, I don't, something about the disconnect between those two things made it feel kind of just a little bit too campy for me. Yeah, uh, and a little bit goofy, but I did enjoy it as like a movie theater movie. I would say you're right about uh, the kind of campy, unintentional campiness uh, feeling to this movie. Um, for sure. Um, I started to space out a little bit. I went and watched it at the theater, 
and it got to a certain moment like it 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 was cool like the for 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 people that don't know the the sort of premise is they're at they're at this island at in this foreign country and one of the uh interesting things about this place is when you're rich and you have money and you're able to go there and travel there when you break the law basically uh the punishment is death when you break pretty much any law over there my you know what i mean but there there's one uh interesting uh wrinkle um when it comes to that though is that you can pay to have yourself cloned and then the clone can basically step in for you and receive the sort of uh the, the punishment and you get to watch yourself be executed um and you quickly discover that like there's a bunch of people uh rich people who go down here and just uh vacation and do whatever the fuck they want break laws and have watched themselves get executed repeatedly over and over again um and you're kind of introduced to this interesting cast of colorful perverts and people who are probably uh at jeffrey epstein's island a few times uh, <laughs> um uh those types of characters and that's the basic kind of premise now the interesting sort of dynamic is really between uh, what's his name? Uh, Alex was it Alex Garsgar? Alex right? Garsgar, yep, and Mia Goth. And Mia Goth. Now Mia Goth needs to really get some eyebrows. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could not stop looking at her non-existent eyebrows the whole movie. Um, her thing, man. You got that is her thing. And yeah, you know, to get flown over. Okay, so what's your feelings on let let fuck all the because the movie it's like you know that's the movie, but let's talk a little bit about like kind of. The elements to this movie now mia goth what are your feelings on mia goth in general mia goth i think okay i i i watched this movie with my friend jasmine i don't know if you saw the picture of me with the leash around my neck i like yeah i saw that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> with her and i was saying to her i'm like i like mia goth as an actress but the thing that um i think something that she needs to do is like get away from like this like psychosexual uh kind of characters that she keeps getting pigeonholed into because mm -hmm. she's like kind of the it girl at the moment people really like her like like she's great and I, I thought that she was very good in this movie i thought she was good in pearl i thought she was good in x and i'm sure she'll be good in maxine but i think whatever her next like character is that she's gonna play she needs to like do something a little bit different maybe do like a period piece maybe do like a historical drama like put like grow some well, eyebrows kind of like you said well what's uh, interesting is the and she started out that she was in that movie uh, a cure for wellness Oh, uh, okay. uh, yeah, which is sort of the first movie she was. I think that's like the like the first like movie movie that um, she was in. Um, OK, but. I'm kind of. I'm kind of a little bit more harsh on Mia Goth. I'm like kind of over Mia Goth, like, you know, oh, like okay. you're post Mia Goth. OK, this yeah, is I'm like, I don't know, you know, uh, it's interesting because I do feel like there are, I get the appeal. Like, right, I get the appeal, um, but it's also sort of like, and I don't know who to blame. I don't know if it's the roles that mm. she's being given or offered or if it's her or if a little it's a combination of, the, of, of both things, you know, because like it just seems to me like after a while, first of all, isn't she, Mia Goth is like she's she's from like the UK, right? Uh, Yeah. And like she does this very kind of like, how do you? The accent that she does is sort of like a country girl, kind of like a Next pearl. You're talking about, right? And even even in uh, Infinity Pool, when you listen to her, 
the 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 action she takes or she uses in the movie is very distracting yeah like, that's a real voice that like that like very high like, like cockney kind of like well i've heard her talk in interviews right i've heard her talk and then i've watched her talk and then like obviously in pearl and x she's playing a specific character she's like playing pearl and then right. she's playing maxine but 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 and those are sort of supposed to be like you know women of like sort of like the midwest or something to that effect right like middle mm-hmm. fucking nowhere america heart america's heartland mm-hmm. uh and she takes on that kind of twangy accent right but in this there's some of that still in her in her accent you know what i mean yeah. like and, and it's, also alexander scarzard also has a weird southern thing to him and that's his real voice too well it, i mean you know. well we know about the scars guards we know they're fucking you know her first their father and the brother they're all from uh where exactly is alexander scars the scars so he was born in sweden right born and raised in sweden in the swedish military so this motherfucker is swedish to the core so the fact that he has like this weird southern drawl is absurd like well i think i think it's just it's just that's the way it sounds when he's trying to say uh, english words you know what i'm saying like yeah like it's like i don't know it's weird because i like it i think it sounds cool Something about it is very like we. It's like an alien trying to be like a southerner. Well, if if you listen to his father's talk, his father kind of does that too, and I think it's specifically uh-huh. a Swedish to English sort of, <laughs> like you know what I mean, like the way they speak and then the way they sort of like form form words in English. I don't know. It's a weird kind of yeah. I think they. I think even his younger brother it. <laughs> I just start calling his brother it. Yeah, he does have a weird southern drawl too. Bill's yeah, Pennywise. Yeah, that's true. Yes, <laughs> Penny, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just the way huh. they they translate English, so it kind of comes off that way. But makes sense. It's fucking interesting, though. Like I don't know, like I don't know, like there's something about Mia Goff that's like I want to like her, you know what I mean? And I don't dislike her. Let me be clear, I don't dislike her. I, I mean, I'm a lot harder on X and Pearl than most. I mean, than a lot of people. Um, I thought, yeah, I um, I I I I kind of I hate the- X. I hate X, but, but, um, okay, Pearl, I was a little bit, I, I was, like X more than I, Pearl. Was, I was, I was having fun with Pearl. I didn't take Pearl seriously. Pearl, Pearl was like one of those movies that I was like, okay, like this, like I know what Ty West is doing. And I was okay. also, I actually like Ty West, um, a lot of his other movies, um, more than I like, you know, his a 24 output so far with, with these two movies. Now he's going to do a third Maxine. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's just something like, again, like I, I harp about sort of uh, some of the new horror shit that I see, like that are some of the tropes that exist in new horror and, and, and X and Pearl are, are definitely um, X more so than Pearl, but definitely falls into sort of that kind of those, those kind of tropey new trendy things that we see. Uh, permeating like most of the like horror shit that we see getting put out at least at least in america right like well what would, what would be an example of that i i agree with you old but people like... okay yes old people are scary yes old people predatory. fucking is scary old people fucking is predatory. gross yes yeah yeah like you know um okay. also also um uh taking sort of uh making movies about sex but then also at the same time simultaneously neutering the movie (laughs) you know what i'm saying like having a weird like uh because i feel like there is a new trend of wanting to figure out a way to have sex in movies again 
but also at the same time be safe. Yeah. You know what? You're right. Cause an ex, it's like, it's like that whole, I mean, like the whole like cuckold scene, like where like, you know, where Kate Cuddy is like, fuck, like about to fuck uh, Jenna Ortega or whatever. It just like yeah. it cuts. I, um, I don't know if it would have been more effective if they would have shown a little bit more. What do you think about that? I, I, I kind of like the, the, the flash cut to like her in bed alone and then hit the guy in the shower just like, oh, fuck, I filmed that. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I just, it depends. Like, I, here's what I will say about Infinity Pool. I do appreciate that Infinity Pool is a movie made for adults. Um, okay, fair. And, and I feel like while, yes, it does cut away, I mean, it doesn't really cut away necessarily. I feel like it is a little bit more willing to sort of, go down the the yeah like with the old man you see his penis yeah they're a little it's 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 restrained in some ways when it comes to the sexuality but it's also sort of unrestrained in in other moments you know like the moment where he's like sucking on mia goff's titty with the blood uh the 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 orgy kind of thing that even though that was sort of shot in a way where it's colorful and kind of like you could see bodies basically you know writhing and in and out you kind of could see it but you kind of couldn't see it you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. that was an artistic way to depict sex on screen i don't know i just feel like again like we live in this post me too world where there's been a, a an adjustment right there's been a huge adjustment and now we're sort of seeing the transition of like how people are trying to like okay we've had this adjustment now how do we sort of go back to making a more adult themed films with sex and all of these sort of more, you know, gray area kind of murky sort of taboo subject matter. How do we inject that back into the movies, especially in genre like horror? Cause horror is supposed to be the, the one genre where you're allowed to do fucked up shit. Right. Yeah. But they're trying to sort of like figure a ways to do that in Mm. this sort of new era and like what's okay what's not okay um and i feel like it the movies are kind of like suffering in this weird period where this adjustment period because of it like i feel like we're coming we're coming through sort of the the, the tail end of like that i feel like in the next few years we're really going to reset and it's really going to be a new sort of embrace of sort of like being able to talk about like not not talk but like show or depict things uh that you just couldn't in the past few years yeah because of the because of the like the rise and the backlash to everything right like like, like, movies what's that that Lars von troy movie antichrist where it's like you see like full penetration yeah antichrist or uh nymphomaniac uh yeah yeah you know lars lars has always been a button pusher uh you know that's what he does with his movies but again like you're talking about a a filmmaker who's danish he's not you know like true he's, he's not like from you know america or is large danish or swedish i think he's Danish. Uh, he's, right? i'm pretty sure he's danish because uh, when, you, when you said that that like immediately triggered my nick uh, nicholas winding riffin when he, right yeah because they're because they're, uh, they're, they're his nemesis yes pusher, <laughs> pusher two baby penis uh <laughs> a lot of people out there including me who have a baby penis on a dvd uh, <laughs> and i don't know <laughs> in this, this post Epstein era, I don't know if the government needs to come by and collect all the Pusher Two DVDs and <laughs> replace them. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like you know, it's one of those things where it's like you got, you know, it's very interesting. It's an interesting time for artists. It's an interesting time for people. Um, because for me personally, I really like transgressive 
art you know what i mean because I, I i feel like there's this weird uh there's this weird existence that we all have now where it's like we have a tendency to want to point out you know um sort of the way people do fucked up shit like we want to highlight it and point it out and say hell this is wrong right um and that's become very sort of socially like normalized where it's like somebody's doing some fucked up shit hey let's talk about it hey let's let's call this person out or whatever right mm-hmm. but then it's like but there's this weird sort of like understanding that no one really kind of says that like yeah we do that but we do that in a performative way on like public platforms but then when we actually interact interpersonally with, with our with our private lives uh we don't set necessarily adhere to those same standards that we hold other people to yeah um, that makes you sense. know what i mean and that's very strange and i feel like i feel like um i feel like that needs to be reflected now more to an art uh and that's one of the goals that i, I want to do with is stuff is to sort of like point out sort of that that weird like dual sort of uh I don't know if you want to call it, uh, you know, like we've, there's always that there's the cliche of, of saying like, you know, like, uh, people are of like two minds, right. Or, or the duality of man. Right. Like, where it's like, you know, or, or even like the idea of a, of a public position and a private position, which, I, which is, you know, Hillary Clinton has said, you know what I'm saying? The, the, uh, uh, I, I kind of know what you're saying. Like, it's like, um, in this new era, it's like, especially, I don't know, like around women, it's like, it's mm-hmm. like, you're, 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 you're in this, you're in, you're in a room with like a bunch of women. You're like very like respectful, very nice. And then it's like, mm-hmm. it's like there's always that one guy who like, whenever, when the girls break off, it's like, yo, check out the ass on her. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. like, right. 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 Like, and, 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 right? and then it's like, also it's like at what point, and, and, and if you're a normal person, you're not like, they're not like telling him, like, hey, man, bro, respect women. You know what I mean? Like, because you're thinking that, too. If that's know? your friend, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? All right. And you're also thinking that, too. So it's like this weird kind of thing where it's yeah. again, like, it, here's what it is, is that we have a new generation. I'm I'm a I'm a millennial. I'm a, I'm a geriatric millennial. <laughs> uh, but like my generation in the generations <laughs> younger and, and all the, you know, from Zoomers to whatnot, like we are at a weird place because I feel like the previous generations whatever we want to call them out for like mm-hmm. they had it they lived in the world of adults mm-hmm. like and the generations now they're trying to sort of like i, I just remember i don't want to get canceled by the tiktok kids yeah but that's the thing though like i i remember i remember like like very clearly like being young and like seeing like adults and like the world of adults and it was like very like oh like adults yeah. and i don't think that's like a thing like i, <laughs> like, I, know, I know exactly we i have this really weird memory that just came to mind <laughs> i remember I, I remember my mom or my dad got a chain email one time mm-hmm. and it was like goofy halloween costumes right mm-hmm. and one of the halloween costumes was a man head to toe painted as spider-man cock out cock out just his dick was painted <laughs> And in my head, I'm like, oh, this is crazy. That's what I'm, that's what not I'm going to do, but that's what, that's what adults do at Halloween parties, right? It's like, right that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> nowadays, if you get that, it's like, it's like I'm 14, I'm seeing that. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm going to screenshot that. I'm going to blur it. I'm going to be like, whoa, like adult 
like Halloween party, like you know, exposed. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like it's like it's it's really weird because it's like it's like that shouldn't have been happening. That's really fucking weird. I don't know where that picture came from. Like I don't know what that party was. Like I don't know if that was okay or not. I don't fucking know. But it was also, fine. It was it fine was, then. It was fine, and I was a child. I didn't understand it. Right, right, right. It was fine then. Right now yeah. it's not. But but again, yeah. But again, that's what I mean, though. There was a previous era where the world yeah. there was there was this idea. I know it wasn't even an idea. It was a real thing. Like adults yeah. lived in a world where like there were no sort of safeguards. Yes. Like it was like, no, you're a grown fucking person now. Like and you're going to see things and you're going to be exposed to things. And as an adult, you, you you have to accept that and sort of like mm-hmm. learn how to navigate that and learn how to be an adult because in the, because the world is like harsh. And like now it's like this idea of like, I don't know, like it's like it's 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 some sort of like extended childhood like where. where... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely. It's like it's like I want to mature and I want to see art that's like reflects Mm. like what I'm seeing in the real world and like fucked up shit. Like, like, nope, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, I can't get it. It's like this like it's like this like stupid like like yeah like uh uh uh, like bumpers at the at the bowling it's like it's like we're at the bowling alley yeah it's like like, why are there bumpers it's like oh well like todd and like his friend it's like they they can't play with with the gutters they they can only play with bumpers or whatever yeah exactly no fucking take the bumpers down (laughs) bring it back to what it was yeah i I know exactly and and i feel like there is a new sort of there is a new um built it's a it's a it's a whole new movement of of artists and people sort of understanding that and pushing back at that and like and obviously the pushback is becomes becomes from like a lot of people is like oh those people are like edge lords or like they're they're like you know they're fucked up or whatever and it's like actually like no it's just like people don't want to exist in this world where where you're not allowed to be a flawed human being you're not allowed you're, you're supposed to the expectation is you're supposed to be perfect the expectation is you're supposed to have never have done things that are fucked up you know what I mean? Like are things that, like, how do you learn? You know what I'm saying? How do you learn? Like, how do you, you know what I mean? How do you exist? And this idea that like, like people are inherently all good. Like, no, like, I feel like people aren't inherently good. Like, I feel like you could be multiple things at once. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You could be a kind of shitty person, but also you could be kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? You got family members that you love who are kind of fucked up. Do you stop talking to them? Like this weird yeah. notion that you you stop fucking talking to people that you yeah don't... you gotta like split your brain. I know I know one thousand percent what you're saying. Like I yeah, like I yeah. talk to family members and they'll say something and I'm just like, there's nothing I'm gonna say to you that's gonna change your mind or that's gonna not start a fight. But there's nothing that like. But also I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna stop loving or caring about those people yeah. either. But you're chill as fuck. <laughs> so like right. let's keep hanging out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. So so it's it's weird because like yeah. it's reflective in everything it's reflective and so of course the movies are going to be reflective of that of course the shows and the books and the stuff that like gets put out uh but i want i want stuff that's more um more willing to take that that kind of head on like and talk about that or depict that in a way that like uh is more true and 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 i'm not again like this idea of like this idea of like, okay, sex in film, right? Like, it's weird that like, there's more like we live in an era or a time where like, we've seen everyone has seen porn on their phone of every kind. Yeah, like every day too. every day. Right. And that's okay. Like, that's fine. Like people can do crazy shit on porn all day long. Right. Yeah. And it's like, fine. No one is railing against it. 
like, <laughs> railing. But no <laughs> one is railing against the shit, right? But then, like, the moment that it's some some sex is depicted in a the movie, they're like, oh, my God, it's, it's like, wait a minute. Like, like, let me check your let me check your browser history real quick. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fucking weird. Like, it's really weird. Also, it's really it's really strange that like it's it's the kind of sex you depict too. like if it's if it's traditional sort of like cis people having sex like you know cis hetero male having sex with a cis woman then it's like then it's subject to all sorts of scrutiny but if you flip it if you make it like a non-binary person having sex with a trans woman or if you have just two women fucking or even two dudes fucking it could be as nasty as it is and no one will say shit like on film, right? You're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can yeah. literally be like, fucking have two dudes just going yeah. at it. And no one will say shit. They'll be like, all right, cool. But the moment that you make it just the, the then it's like, yeah, talk about we need to talk about the sexual well, that, well, gaze. And like, <laughs> well, that's why that's why queer art is so important. And queer film is so important because mm-hmm. it's like so trend. It's so transgressive because they can. Uh, but uh, here's the thing, though. It's not uh, anymore. Mm, that's what okay. I'm saying. It's Fair. not transgressive. It's accepted. See, if you have if queer art is accepted to the degree now where like as long you can you could do all kinds of shit sexually in a queer and if it, if the film is queer, it's OK. But mm-hmm. if it's straight now, you're getting subject to like more scrutiny. We're like, well, let's let's talk about the, the 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 misogyny or the male gaze or let's talk about the power dynamics like that woman didn't like that. He pulled her hair. Did she or did she not? Was she you know what I mean? Like there's a lot more scrutiny there that to me is like weird because it's like it's like i'm for like depicting whatever like whatever yeah. like you know what i'm saying like it, and i get yeah. it like it's an overcorrection it's an overcorrection because you lived in a time where that one 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 way was the only way for so yeah. long right like for so long so now that so now that like the gates have opened and, and now we are late more people are allowed to prominently display who they are which is mm-hmm. great now it's been like, all right, cool, y'all can, but these motherfuckers been doing it for so long, they're not allowed to do it anymore. And I'm like, that's weird. To me, that's like weirdly repressive, like when it's supposed to be open. Like, you know, that's what I'm saying? I, I I have a, a a a thing to bring up, and I feel like I feel like if your audience, uh, if your audience follows you throughout these podcasts and like your the four hour podcasts that you do and <laughs> that kind of stuff, I feel like they'll follow us here, even though this yeah. is like a, technically an Infinity Pool episode. I yeah. saw that you rated actors higher than an infinity pool. And I'm wondering if the kind of things that you're saying uh, pertain to actors, because I really enjoyed Betsy Brown's very feral sexual performances in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And not just as like a pervert, just as, just as somebody watching it. I'm like, she really like risked that all she really risked it all. And I sent you that blue velvet uh, snippet mm-hmm. that e- Ebert and uh, what was it like Roger Ebert or something, right? Yeah. Roger, Roger Ebert, when he reviewed uh, blue velvet in like the eighties or whatever, he's like, He's like he basically said like um his his thesis was basically like oh you had this actress like get completely naked and run in the street and there's like a crowd of people and it's like the scene is not even worth it or something like that mm-hmm. and it's like well what if it's worth it to the actress well what if it's worth it to the director well what if it's worth it to the audience like what does it matter and then right. so, so then actors like it brings it into the modern day you have Betsy Brown like literally taking that and she's a female and she's directing it and she's starring in it and she's putting herself through that so what the fuck do you say to that right right and that's, and that's why I think that movie is really good. And I, I, I know it keeps coming up and it's, it, it, it's like a discourse movie. I just yeah. wish people were able to see it because I really think that 
what you're saying right now about the sexuality in modern movies and, mm-hmm. and uh, especially when it comes to cishet people and that kind of stuff like that, like uh, the, like breaking the boundaries and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think what you're saying, like actors captures that perfectly. And yeah, well, well, and here's the thing about it. Like, this is the funny thing about the backlash about actors is like, is that it's so it shows sort of like the miss. It's a perfect example of like the way sort of people lack the ability anymore to sort of like take something um take something at for what it is being presented as face value correct like right where where it's like they're like like even like the when you know the whole crumps controversy with that movie it's like how could you watch this movie and like kind of take the stance that you take when Mm -hmm. it's like literally like Peter Vac is a bad person in the movie. Yeah. Like that is clearly stated. That is clearly, it's clearly he go, they, they say it like he's saying, I am yeah. not actually trans. Like I'm doing this for clout. I'm doing this for, you know what I mean? Like, but yet that when you see the controversy about it, you're thinking it's just like, no, no, like they're like literally Betsy is saying in the movie, like that's wrong. <laughs> like you can't do that. Correct. Yeah. But and, you know what I'm and, saying? And, and the funny thing, it's like, it's like I think, I think what people are lacking and not understanding is uh, the fact that again the movie assholes exists, right? We talked right. about assholes on on right. the podcast before. It establishes them as assholes. Like right. that's the that's the first in the whole and like the 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 cinematic universe of the Brown family universe, right? Yeah. They're assholes. They're horrible people. It's just like it's always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's the exact same fucking thing. Brother and sister. The 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 one sibling does something. And then the the other the other uh you know uh sibling sees it as abhorrent, and then it's like they see like this minutia of clout that they're getting, or the minutia of fame, or the minutia of success, and then they do try to do something even worse. Right. Well, they're they're both brother and sister are, are both altering, altering their bodies. In, That's the premise for the their cur- for their purposes of their career. Right. Like Peter's literally injecting hormones and and becoming trans only for the fa- only only because he thinks it's better for his career. And then Betsy's literally having a baby so she can make a documentary only because not because she wants a yeah. kid, but for the better her career, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a pretty clear what, what, what that movie is trying to do. <laughs> like it's pretty clear what that movie's trying to say. Um, yeah. And it's just very strange, but not, but expected it's expected. Like there are just certain things that if you depict them right um, now, it's just all, it doesn't matter. It's already like we're not going to look at it. We're not yeah. going to take into consideration how you, you did can't it. Even watch like, it like that's <laughs> so stupid to me. Or you can watch it and still like the person's just going to have a problem just because you did it. You know what I'm saying? Just because oh, no, you, I'm saying you can't watch it because it's like they like cancel any screening that they try and put oh, up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you literally like, can't watch. Well, you can hard. watch it. Um, <laughs> but it, you got <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but 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 yeah, it's you gotta have you gotta you gotta go through certain channels. But you know you can you can watch actors. I feel like most people you know, I feel like it would be a better movie. Um, for our, our that's not the right what I'm trying to say. I feel like it would get a lot better reception mm-hmm. if if more people were actually able to see it you know what i mean right. um right now um the people that know about it probably know about it because you know controversy controversy it, it you know what i mean it's you know because it's a, it's a the, the thing with me is it's like for me i, I especially as like a, a critic of, of of art 
I like to just like I'll, I'll go back in time when I like see something as a classic, right? Like I've been going through like 95, 96, like, oh, the Prodigy album, it's great. Like the Bjork album, it's great, right? Those are classics, right? But but when it comes to modern shit, it's like once I once I guess the January 1st for me, fuck 2022. I don't care about the art. I don't care about fucking anything that happened in 2022. I don't care. I care about what's happening in 2023. So now now we have to go back and like like it's like it's like this whole discourse around this movie. And I just wish that they just would have let it survive in 2022 and let people see it and let people judge it for what it was then. And we could have had the discourse then and we could have had the conversations then and, and let people see it and just like let the movie be what it is. And let it let it either ha- be a classic or let it flop or let it just do what a normal movie does, right? Get it, get it, get it, get a great on Rotten Tomatoes. People see it, people don't see it. It's just I, I've never seen a movie, <laughs> I've never heard of a movie before w- where it's just like there's just so much fucking conversation around some shit that people fucking have not seen. Like yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying to me. <laughs> it's like, but that's that goes with the territory now. Just like watch you the know, movie. Like yeah. I, why can't people just fucking watch the movie? But that, but but what you just said right there. Think about how 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 many things in our lives today are like that? Like people, like whether it's things in the discourse in general, like people, people won't, people just automatically assume things now where it's like, because of where they get their information or Mm -hmm. what source it's coming from. Like people automatically will say, well, that's a hundred percent wrong because it's coming from this way. I don't even Mm -hmm. need to know what the person said like even because, tomatoes to an extent or like letterbox like we're looking at right now it's just yeah kind of, right yeah it's pretty much it's like they're just like okay well i know it's bad I'm like do you do you know it's bad like really how do you know it's bad right. you know, it's like when it's like when kyrie irving you know like uh you know retweeted the from hebrews to negroes i don't know anybody that's actually yeah, watched we're getting into the, <laughs> we're getting into the combo I'm about to finish i don't this, know anybody so. that's actually watched the documentary though yeah, I I think what happened to Kyrie Irving was complete bullshit. I'm just gonna say it right now. But here's the thing though, like, what, and I do too. But like, but beyond that though, like, like I don't know, like everyone I hear this, I don't who's watched the documentary. Nobody. Nobody. So it's like this weird thing. It's like this is something that like people could literally watch and be and figure out like, okay, is this really as bad as they say it is, or what's bad about it? But every time I've like grilled someone about it, they've never watched it. They've only they've like, well, I heard it has some of these things in it. And it's right. like, all right, but because what? Because once you watch it, you're you're yeah, now, yeah. You're, now you ha- now you have to have a position, right? Now you have to either defend this movie, like, oh, I watched it and it mm-hmm. didn't really say any of the things that the people were talking about it on Twitter. Like the people on Twitter were ta- were saying this, and that really wasn't in the documentary, and, and this part of it, and that actually wasn't in the documentary. And now you're defending a Nazi documentary. Now you're defending. A- <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And you don't want right. to be in that position, so it's, you don't even fucking watch it. You just go. You just either just sit right. Silent, and that's what I mean, though. Where it's like it's one of these. Yeah. And again, it goes back to this idea of living in the world of adults. Like, see, a child, you can't expose to anything like that. Correct. The child is 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 like, no, 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 no. Kids can't see this. No, don't. I don't care. Kids can't. This is how adults not only are treated, but how they they conduct themselves now. Yeah. As the, children, the discourse, the discourse is all ages. That's the that's the issue. And the issue is that like we don't yeah. have a. Uh, a world of adults anymore are we do we do let me let me let me let me not say that we do it's just that the world of adults exists outside of the discourse and it exists world in- of adults is lame and <laughs> but quote, it actually exists it's, though it's not lame but it's quote-unquote lame right 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 but it exists it's, it's just like these people like again like i go out like i'm in the midwest so you know when i go to los angeles and when i go to other places whether it's new york or or whatever. I mean, even, even there, like, it's not like, it's not like I go to New York or I go to LA or I go to Atlanta or whatever. And like, there's not, it doesn't exist. 
like it doesn't like there's this world offline that doesn't exist like no it does there's places in new york and neighborhoods in new york where you're like they're not they're not giving a fuck about none of this stuff <laughs> like well, okay you know well like? i guess we're because we're kind of speaking online and we're talking mm-hmm. about online discourse uh mm-hmm. i let me rephrase uh Yes, there is no separation between the the uh, the, it, the the discourse is all ages uh, online in real life. Yes, it's different unless you're, you know, I don't know, unless you're going to some fucking sketchy ass bar that lets in like 17 year olds and, and shit like that. Yeah. 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 And, and I've said this before uh, on yeah. other episodes of the podcast, but like like it's it's we one of the main like things that exist in art is sort of and this is why movies like The Matrix keep are, are such uh good sort of allegories for the world that we live in now even probably even more than they were when probably even more than like when the matrix came out um mm-hmm. and i don't just mean because of like shit like red pill <laughs> like you know being, being, being t- part t- of that oppression fit just kidding <laughs> don't shout out those motherfuckers okay. <laughs> uh but yeah uh fucking uh this idea of like it can be an allegory for your online life and your offline life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. because people have two lives now, like there's the, there's the sort of person that you are on social media. Yeah. And there's a person that you are off of social media. Yeah. That's, that's actually a really good point because, because mm-hmm. uh, like you take the blue pill, right? You're like connected mm-hmm. to the online. You're always online, right? Yep. When you're online, you have to act a certain way. You got to act, you got to act normal. You got to mm-hmm. kind of act like, you have to have a certain persona unless you're un, again unless you're like an unhinged like psychopath <laughs> but all those people are called red pillars for right reason. right right because they're once not you off once yeah. you get off on you take you take you take the red pill quote-unquote and, and then that's when like the real adult discourse happens and like the nuance stuff happens and like the kind of stuff we were talking about before where it's like your uncle says something racist and you're just like i'm not going to separate myself from you this is not fucking 2016 where it's like you know uh tell take your parents and, and your family to task at thanksgiving the guide yeah. to that blah yeah. blah it's not like that bro like but that's not a way to like that's not a way to navigate a no where the world is an adult because like the truth that matters when you step out of your house the majority of the people you probably interact with or go by don't believe the things you believe or at least you know there's going to be some things there you don't see eye to eye on and you don't what do you do you don't say i'm not you none of you people you have to be this perfect person for me to interact with you to do it's like yeah. there's no ethical consumption under capitalism like i say this shit all the time <laughs> like you know there's no ethical consumption in the society we live under so this idea that like you're going to get some sort of pristine perfect human being out there or some pristine like uh ethic like ethic ethic free is that a, is that a term like like yeah <laughs> like you know because online if somebody tweets like um I'm not going to say because I, I don't belong to the community, but like the like the Tesler, you know what I mean? For like a mm. transgender person, right? If somebody mm. tweets that, it's like that's on site. It's like you should not be tweeting that. Like mm. you're gonna get you're gonna get fucked over for tweeting that, right? But it's like if you're at a bar, you're best friends with this dude for six for six years or something, and then mm-hmm. that, that word slips. It's like what are you gonna do? You're gonna abandon him? Or you're gonna be like, yo, everybody, this guy, this dude that I've been friends with for ten years just said like this slur. No, you're, also, probably, you're probably also, gonna pull him aside and be like, yo, right? Like, but it's also about like the sort of like I don't really care about and i don't know i've reached a certain point in my life like i really don't give a fuck about slurs even slurs that offend me like oh like, okay. you know, all right like, well, so, you know what i'm saying like i really don't even care like i used to be like one of those people who was like yo don't say like mm-hmm. don't say nigga in front of me if you're white now i don't give a fuck like i'm not i'm i'm i don't want you to be calling me nigga like you know what i'm saying but at the same time like 
I know that there are white people who do that, who who will say nigga. And I'm not triggered by that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I had a friend in high school. I just do. I just don't want you to be like all the time, like being like, and no, I mean, the proverbial you like, what's up, nigga? What's up, nigga? What's up, nigga? I'm like, yo, chill with the niggas, bro. Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, but, call, you, but like, you know? like, like, like if you were friends with a dude for 15 years and you never heard him say that word. Right. And you're and again, you're like at a bar. You guys are drunk. And right. All of a sudden that slips like he he he's singing along to, you know, the, the mm. Jay-Z and Kanye West song or something. Right. And you hear it slip. I, I'm sure like you as a good friend, you have a private conversation with him. You pull him to the side. Yo, don't say that. Or you might just let it slide and then talk to them later. There's going to be a talking to later in a private way, I'm sure. Or not. Right. I don't know. It depends on whatever you want to do. But like, yeah, it's just weird because online, it's just like once somebody says that, it's like, no, you're fucking done forever. But it's like in, in real life, it's like, OK, no, man, no, like, no, 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 no. you know, like, you're a good guy. In real life, I've heard every slur ever in real life, like all of them. Like, I'll be walking around. I know people that say the shit. I know people that use the shit. Like, I'm just so I'm like. That's what is weird to me when it's like, yeah, I see people do it online and people mm -hmm. are like, oh, my God. And I'm like, yo, like, you know, that like outside, like there's people saying way worse shit <laughs> like in yeah. real life in front of people. Yeah, like, you know time. what I'm saying? Like, which is kind of strange. Like, and it's like and these people aren't even like they're not getting canceled. They're not they're not. Nothing's happening to these people. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, not, and I'm not and I'm not I'm not a hall monitor either. Like, again, I'm an adult. So, like, if someone says some fucked up shit, I'm not about to be like, let me grab my phone real quick and video pay this person right yeah, here. You're a good person. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you want people to be better. You know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and throwing that around is like, is. Hmm. Is not is 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 bad just on its face, but also mm -hmm. it's like you want to talk to your friend and be like, "Yo, you shouldn't be doing that or saying that because if you're not with me and you're at some bar and you say some mm -hmm. shit like that, you might get fucked up." Right. Well, you're that's again, be, that's another thing people, though. That... You don't want conflict. You don't want people. I like know you. You don't want people to be hurt. You don't want conflict. Right. You know I mean? But also, I understand that, that I live in a world of accountability for your words, right? Like, right. We're, we're 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 like as as a man, like there are certain things that people don't kind of understand. Like, I feel like there's the world of men, right? Where it's like, you kind of understand growing up, like quickly, like, yo, if I say certain shit, like I could get into a fight, like I could get punched in the face or, yeah. I, or I might punch somebody in the face or, you know what I'm saying? Like you kind of understand the stakes in a way that like, I feel like mm -hmm. a lot of people don't like where it's like, you've already sort of like certain, I feel like if you're of a certain age, if you're a man of a certain age, you've, you've, you've been growing up with a hyper aware like a hyper awareness of the stakes of like the things that you say in a way that like, if you're not of a certain age or if you're not a man specifically, you don't have right. Where it's like, because you, you know what I'm saying? Like women, like, well, not to say that women aren't like subject to like, women should be afraid, like, because physically like men are stronger, but there is, there is an expectation that exists in society where like, yeah, we I would understand. just say generally generally speaking, once you get to a certain age, you should just know like what, right. to say, what not to say, like how to handle yourself. Right, 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 right. And once you reach a certain point in your life, like that expectation is just a it's 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 solidified, right? Where you just really understand that. So mm -hmm. it comes it, so it extends beyond just like that shit, where it's like, okay, if I say some shit, like I have to be ready to either stand on that shit or be like, you know what, I was fucking wrong. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. like my bad like you you know like can how can we move forward you know what i mean or how do we move forward it does you know what i mean like what do we do like you mm -hmm. either take accountability that way or you take accountability the other way 
but 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 I feel like most people there is no this, this is my thing when it comes to like you know I swear we'll talk about infinity pool more but <laughs> I was but, about to say but it's okay I don't but, I don't you know I'm, but infinity is, pool infinity, uh-huh. inf- yeah infinity pool is related because it, it is one of those things where it's like how do you how do you like how is the expectation of of some like that okay you've just pointed out someone did something that you f- that you feel is like reprehensible right morally mm-hmm. you know ethically whatever um now what what's what what now what now mm-hmm. what now okay so that person he got fired okay cool okay what now he got he, he went to court okay cool what now he's in jail okay cool he got out of jail okay well what now like what do you want what, what do you want like you know what i'm saying like what do you want like that's that's what i always say like what these people want you know what i mean like i don't understand it like at yeah. a certain point at a certain point it's like what- I, have, I have a good way to tie us back in i i know exactly i i know where you're going and i know what you're saying i have a good kind do you of want good- us to clone a version of him and kill him <laughs> i was like like right he i mean like I guess we should say spoiler alert. I mean, it's kind of been spoiled a little bit, mm. but I mean, what happens is, you know, he's drunk, he's drunk driving, he's mm. a dumbass. He, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, he's coming back from the beach with his wife Mia Goth, who had just jacked them off, and you see the semen on the no, ground. We Mia Goth, not his wife. His, his. No, no, no. His wife. Uh, sorry, his wife, comma Mia Goth. Like, like next, you know what I mean? Like his, yeah, yeah. His, his wife is in the backseat with Mia Goth, and then like Mia Goth's husband, mm. and they're driving back in like a convertible on the way back from the beach. And, uh, you know, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, like, runs somebody over, kills them. But it's an accident. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's really interesting how the movie, speaking of accountability, it's interesting how the movie is kind of about, like, either, like not taking accountability. Not taking, yeah, right. Not taking accountability. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's all related. <laughs> but it also doesn't fucking matter because if, if Alexander Skarsgård did take accountability and was like, I did do that, the consequences would be the exact same. So it's kind of like. Like, what's the incentive to take accountability? You know what's crazy about, like, we just talked about her wife and I just pulled her up, this Cleopatra Coleman. I I knew who she was from Instagram. Like, so really? when I, yeah, like, years ago, I was like, who is this chick? Like, you know, you know, you, sometimes, you you know, when you have Instagram, you just follow random hmm. women. Oh, she's pretty. She posts pictures or whatever. It's funny and to like, see the disparity between their, their, their catalog here. I have not heard of any of these fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I didn't either. Like, literally, I, but I knew her from Instagram. Like. A long mm-hmm. time ago, I don't even know if I still followed her, but like I, I, I did at one point. I remember I was like, "It's clearly Patrick Coleman," and like, um, she's Australian, but like, I'm looking at her and I'm like, "Okay, Mia Goth or her?" I'm like, "I'm going with her." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're saying you're Scarsgard? Yeah, I'm like, I'm not like about to like let Mia Goth like sink her claws into me, like. Yeah, look, I mean, yeah, Patrick look, Coleman. Look, look at, look. She's got like one of the like most like like she's she's a beautiful woman, but like a very like alluring like mouth. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> My man just had a alluring mouth. An alluring mouth, no. like for real. Like uh, you know, it's like you look at people's features. Like I look at Mia Goff, and I'm like, she has no eyebrows, right? Like we know that, right? Like yeah. she has no eyebrows, and that's very weird. Uh, but then I look at Cleopatra Coleman, and I'm like, she has like these lips that look like women get fake lips to look like hers, but hers is like really hers. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm, and I'm like thinking in my brain, I'm like, yeah. Uh, would I let, would I let Mia golf like throw me off? 
Yeah, I, I think a crucial element of this movie that we haven't <laughs> talked about is is the whole plot of the movie is what would one it's like what would one man do for to hit? And this is true. And I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot I'm gonna shoot Alex Gargar's character. Alex Gargar ruins his entire for bail though because as men so right? set up right as men like whether you're whether you're uh gay whether you're straight whether you're a bi. As men, men have are we're weak, bro. <laughs> yeah. We are weak. the The prospect of new, uh, sexual conquest, it is very hard. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for a lot of you. Have to be disciplined, right? You have to be very disciplined, and it, like, cause like, here's the thing about like this is what I find funny about gay men specifically. Uh, gay men are such men that, and they don't have to worry because it's like I'm messing with another man. So we we already have an understanding. Like that's what gay men say to each we we have an understanding, right? Like you're a man, I'm a man. So you know what we like. So fuck it. We crazy. Like there's a lot of gay guys who who are in relationships and they still have sex with other dudes. Like because why? Because they're men. Yeah, they're like yeah. Uh and they're like, why are we gay? Why are we gay to just be normies and to just be whatever, right? And that's what I mean by men, though. Men are like we are driven, we have very instinctual sort of like drives in us where it's like this kind of scenario you understand why like well one mia goth is 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 she is she's an attractive woman right but and i'm saying this a little bit joking and just like why would he like go this way with that way but in reality we understand why like it's not about it could be swapped too it could be the other way around easily it could be be with mia goth and then here comes cleopatra coleman up to him and he's going to do the same thing. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, perfect example, right? right perfect I mean, example. His housekeeper looked like him with a wig on. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he cheated on Maria Shriver, right? Who's like, beautiful. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but have you seen their son though? Their her, their son is like legitimately like Schwarzenegger. Like he's like. Uh yes, I have seen him before. I'm like, I, that's his kid. Like you're like, yo, like. Yeah. Kids, yeah, with Shriver, like they're not like it's like no, no, like that's the next. Yeah, that one right there is the next. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- this movie, it, they were smart enough to not like make Mia Goth, uh, like, n- yeah, not make it like <laughs> like Arnold Schwarzenegger, the person that he cheated on with. It's like Mia Goth is like a, I mean, she's like conventionally slash like unconventionally attractive. I mean, yeah, she's yeah. pretty seductive. Like, I, I throughout the she movie, is, she, she is. I mean, I'm, I say, I, I, she is, she is. Shout out to Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I want to shout out. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. I knew he was going to say that. Shia LaBeouf, a very problematic person. Um, <laughs> but this is what I'm okay. saying, though. This is what I mean, though. Right, right. This is what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. even even a, someone like Shia, who's who's done things where we're like, dude, that's fucked up. Why you do that? Um, but you're yeah. also like, I don't know. Like, but you, there's one of those. There's there's an aspect to who he is as a person, which I don't know him. Right. I don't really know. Him. I know people that do know him. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Well, yes. And like, you know, um. What do you say to that guy? Like, what do you say to that guy that he's like, do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you deal? Like, let's just say, for example, he's someone in your life. Like, do you shut Shia out? Do you say, yo, Shia, why you do that? Like, I yeah, can't talk I, to I, I never been faced with that situation, so I can't really say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that would be, that would be a hard one. Cause it's like someone like that. It's like, uh, he has a lot of shit lobbied. I mean, okay, we're going to go back to Infinity Pool, but <laughs> he has a lot of shit lobbied against him at the moment. And he also yeah. like kind of admitted to it low key. And yeah. I think he, he's going to be, he's going to pretty much be in a situation very soon where it's like a Johnny Depp, Amber Heard uh, trial 
where yeah with uh with where F- F- with F- fka twigs you think is yeah, gonna, yeah yeah but it's a situation like that where it's like where like the amber herd like is unhinged aspect of it is completely just like not in the picture right. FK yeah. is like just like a sweet innocent nice person I don't, let me just say this let me just say this i don't know either one of them personally you know yeah. i i've I, I, Yes. Right. So so I will say this, like it is it is an interesting, though, because you, you feel like because these people are like have uh, public lives. Right. That like people sort of are kind of ascertain like who they are. But let me tell you, like, no, like like just from knowing the people I know people who are celebrities and they're I, I, again, let, and I'm not saying these celebrities specifically. I'm not talking about FK. FK yeah. are Shia because I don't have any relationship with them. Um but yeah. I would say like the majority of celebrities that I do know or have encountered are absolutely annoying. And like, um, and I just know as a norm, I like, I look at myself as a very grounded person, a very like pretty, like low key dude. Like I hate all of these people. Like, and I am again, I'm not saying I hate them specifically, but I say, I mean, generally like, that's why like the, we are in Oscar season, right? We are in Oscar season. Like, and like, I've said this, I was saying this to Eddie Rathke, like, like, I know people who would love to be like around like that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I don't like that's fair. I, I don't like it because I I literally here's here's me. I'm in the room and I'm like I hate all of you. <laughs> like maybe I know maybe I know two or three of you guys who are really cool and I'm like yeah you're my dude or yeah you're cool I like you you're a cool chick you know what I'm saying. Right, yeah. this, that's my homie right there right but but everyone else fuck them like you know what i mean like i really like a lot of times i go into situations and scenarios because i've been i've been i've been up close enough to it to understand like like wow like like uh this this th- and again like it's weird that like we use celebrities for example like again like tori make all this shit like it's weird to watch people like get so invested on one on, on on take sides and shit where it's like for me i'm like i'm always looking through them. i don't know these people like you know i can you know what i mean i don't know them and i'm not about to like really take a side outside of just kind of like the basic understanding of like something happened if this is what happened that's fucked up you know if this is what happened mm-hmm. that's not cool but i'm not gonna go any further than that like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be like team tory i'm not gonna be like team man <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying? But like people really do, they'd be really invested. Again, this an adult. It'd be it, I don't worry about young people doing it. I expect the expectation is like you're young and you get but when I see grown ass people, people like around my age yeah. or older. Yeah, if you have a like, mortgage and you're weighing in on yeah, these they're things. really be passionate about this shit. And I'm like, this is very that. strange. I'm yeah. like, I I'm I'm pretty sure that like if I knew them personally, I probably wouldn't like either one of them, maybe. Um, like I probably wouldn't. Like, then that's not a that's not a that's yeah. not a critique of either one of them. I just know that yeah, like I, I just like to also blanket statement say none of this is on like a moralistic level right this is on like a right. personal level like oh right. like i met her and she's annoying or something like that or mm-hmm. i met him and he's annoying or like right it's not about it's not like some like yeah i'm not, I'm not making a moral judgment necessarily yeah about, it's like, like he's a, egotistical she's egotistical this person is this this person right 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 i'm just saying in general personal like, level yeah right right in general a lot of a lot of the people who are sort of super famous mm-hmm. and have gotten to a certain point as public figures like a lot of those people are fucking a lot like are annoying like you know what i'm saying they're just annoying to be around and 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 you're really you're really talking to people who like a lot of them need the spotlight like mm-hmm. to a degree that most people don't that's why they are where they are 
And then once they get that, they're catered to by like yes. most people that come into their orbit. Like, yeah, so no, I know it, what you're saying. It it makes a certain kind of psyche that was probably already that way before. Yeah, like they should have corrected these issues, but now they feel justified. Right, in because the they don't correct them. All they do is they have them reinforced. Yeah, they're sort of I, like I don't mean to go down this rabbit hole. Let's cut <laughs> it right. Uh, let's uh, no, no, no. We can keep going as as, as long as you want. Like with this uh, conversation we're having, but like uh, Kanye, perfect mm -hmm. example. Example, yeah, of, yeah. Of like of like egotistical egomaniac doing the wrong thing. Should have had therapy. Blasted mm -hmm. to the top, and then just boom, right to the bottom. Because you can't tell, again. You can't when you get to a certain level of in our society, right? In our yeah. society, the supreme validation is is like one you mm -hmm. get the financial. Right. And then you get the clout. Right. Yes. And if you have those two things, then like nobody can tell you shit. Nobody until, can tell you until, until people take those away from you. Like what happened with Kanye justifiably, by the way, <laughs> that motherfucker. Right. But here's the thing, though. Like, I don't, person, don't want to go down, but yes. Yeah, yeah. But a person that's like actually has some sense of like. Yeah. Anyone who's approaching. Enlightenment, I got that sounds so fucking whatever, <laughs> but but you know what I mean? Like anybody that has like a sense of like of understanding about like life who's has who's had life experiences and sort of like and is a little bit has a little bit of a, a, a little bit of emotional depth to them like a little bit right yeah uh depth to them in general just in the character like they would kind of understand like sort of how how much of an empty pursuit like and how meaningless sort of like these things are like yes materially if you have money in our in our society Mm -hmm. that uh, that materially will affect you like literally because it affects the roof over your head food in your stomach your ability to s sustain yourself and sustain the mm -hmm. people you care about right so on that level you can't write it off completely because we don't live in a world where you are you're able to do that but it's but but even that understanding that like it's just money like right and it's not really money is not um your proximity to wealth has nothing to do with your intelligence or your worth but we don't understand that as a society as a society we have been taught that actually yes yes it does your proximity to money your proximity to wealth is a direct a direct reflection on your worth and i don't mean just your worth in terms of your bank account but your self-worth and your worth as a human being but yeah. also um your intelligence like you know what i'm saying like people mm -hmm. forever people thought you know yeah, if this Elon person was smart, money, that makes him smart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People still think Elon Musk, some people do. People think he's a genius, you know what I'm saying? Because why? Because he has billions of dollars. Until it comes crashing, and then you're a dumbass, like Sam Bankman Freed. Or right, anything. you mean, right. and that's what I'm saying, like, but this idea that, like, as if, like, we live in a true meritocracy, which is, what we don't, like, we don't live in a fucking meritocracy. Like, some of the, the richest people I've ever known are fucking complete morons. Like, you know what I mean? Like, fucking complete failed children, complete, like, fucked up at every step but they had a cushion mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying that like they had that most people don't have so and most people understand that but yet still we've been indoctrinated to the degree to where we believe these things to be and again this idea of clout you know and fame and shit like people really like those those it's meaningless but it means everything to to to, to a lot of people like you know what i'm saying like if you don't have those things then who the fuck are you you know right. what I'm saying? I made a tweet not that long ago where I said, uh, like, <laughs> enjoy, enjoy your anonymity. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, enjoy yeah. that shit. Yeah, cause, because cause it is, when it the is internet a, runs wild with your face and starts making memes of you. you right. You, it's a 
it's a blessing. Like people don't think that people think like anonymity is a pe like that. You ain't shit. Like, nah, it's not. Because if you were in a situation where you didn't have anonymity, you would appreciate it. So you mm -hmm. can't have everything in this world. And this is Ryan's philosophical hour. If you can't, if you don't know, but you can't have everything in this world. Like you can have the money, the clout, all that shit. Right. But you can't yeah. have the anonymity. If you want to have renown, you got to be, you got to, you got to, you got to risk being infamous. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's like one of those things that like, you know, like I just look at, and again, just to tie it back into sort of the movie and the, 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 the discourse. And when it comes to art and shit, like even, even, even the movies that we watch and even the things that we're exposed to, uh, they're all sort of, none of them are actually and at least, I mean, coming from America um, and now technically, I guess this is still America. It's, it's Canada, you know, but it's still America. Fuck it. Canada is America. Um, <laughs> you know, um, you're talking about? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mm -hmm. e e even these movies, which are a little bit more uh, take, they, they are a little bit more uh, outside of the box or outside of the norm. The Cronenberg family, <laughs> let's yeah. just call them that. Like their movies tend to be a little bit more um, left of center. Um, but even their movies to a certain degree are, are affected by being sort of from the West, you know what I'm saying? On a Western civilization. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I feel like a lot of the movies don't really like subconsciously they're talking about it, but not directly in most, most movies now, like most movies and most, most works of art from Western civilization, in my opinion, aren't directly speaking to sort of the shallowness except for somebody except for somebody like brett easton ellis who's always done that like his work is from the very beginning who he's a gen xer but from the very beginning his work is since less than zero has always been about looking at the shallowness of western okay. civilization I'm depicting you. the shallowness and the emptiness of it and this idea that like we want you know you know he's always talking about people that come from what type of lifestyle he came from. Right. Which is, you know, people, you know, who have money, people who, you know, have access to sort of not only money, but people, famous people, et cetera. And his books are about that type of shit mm -hmm. and it's populated with those type of characters, but it is, a, but literally it is about the shallowness of that world. You know what I'm saying? What comes with it. And like, I feel like our society, like even like, look at, look at, for example, like let's go, let's go down the fucking socioeconomic bracket real quick. You know what I'm saying? Look at like drill music. Now, if you're a popular drill rapper, right? Mm -hmm. Then you then you become rich. And then you're like a little dirt and you got money. But look what they're rapping about though. People who don't have money are always rapping about money or rapping about like, you know, like I'm killing motherfuckers, right? Mm -hmm. Because we got beef. But what does the beef stem from? You know what I'm saying? The beef stems from like, you know, rivalries and usually when it comes down to it, it what we live in certain neighborhoods it's rough we're fighting for territory um you did something to my people so i'm going to do something back et cetera, et cetera. but it's all capitalism right it's all right. it's, it's, it's a, all this yeah it's a continuous um cycle of violence it's like an infinite cycle of violence and that's why they're able to that's why the record labels are able to cash in on it it's an infinity pool no <laughs> <laughs> yes uh yes i'm trying to make coherent sense of this no market. no it is an infinity pool it's an infinity mm -hmm. pool to draw off of because if you're a record company you know the violence is never going to stop mm -hmm. and you can do everything like it, like if you're a record company right you have billions of dollars you can do like you can solve all the problems of oblock and all the problems of all these things like materialistically over the course of like five years you can set up a plan and be like okay like we're gonna give these people homes we're gonna like solve these issues we're gonna like 
you know, we're going to give all of these people food. We're going to, we're going to deal with all the material needs. We're going to like figure out like these beefs. We're going to solve them. We're going to give everybody therapy. They don't give a fuck about any of that stuff. All they care about is like, okay, how could we cash in with this rapper who, who's rapping about killing this guy and, and this rapper is killing about this guy. We're going to sign them to different labels with the same label. And it's just like, all they care about is just, is they, they, they thrive off of conflict and they thrive off of music. That's good. You know what I mean? That's really all it is. I was even listening to like pop smoke, uh, his, his, his debut album. And, um, you know, he died a pretty violent and fucked up death. Um, but his album, his first album is, it's all like all the music is I'm going to kill you first or you're going to kill me. Like every single song is like, better have your gun. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to shoot you. You're going to shoot me. I'm going to put a hole in your head. You're going to put a hole in my head. It's like do or die every single song. And it's like that music flows to the top because it's like, like that, like the kids in the suburbs want to hear that. And the record companies know that and they push that forward. And it's just like, they like, that's like, why I like Ice Spice, bro. Like, that's yeah, why Ice Spice is so it. nice. Ice Spice, Ice Spice is like doing more. drill, but she's not rapping about yes. that shit. She's just, I love talking, Ice Spice. She's just like, you know, talking about, you know, I don't even know, like you a munch and like, oh, <laughs> like, I love Ice Spice. Princess but, Diana, I, you know what? I, you know what? Munch, I, the thing is, for me, Ice Spice, I don't know if you heard of the Dare. Have you heard of the Dare? You know that one song, Girls by the Dare? It's like a New York, it's like a very New York scene kind of song. Probably. But, you know, there's an artist out here that's basically like like making huge waves off of literally one song. Mm-hmm. Uh the fucking like tall, white, like good looking guy from like uh like Dime Square, right? Mm-hmm. Ice Spice is like the Bronx equivalent to that with Munch. I heard Munch every single fucking day. Every every time I log into Instagram, it's Munch. It's some sort of a Munch meme. <laughs> what is the hype with this fucking stupid song? Then the SpongeBob song comes out. The the, the bikini bottom song. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is even worse. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, God. Like, why are we propagating this stupid fucking song? This like artist that I don't like, that I don't care about. This music is terrible. I'm like, who in the industry cares about this girl so much that they're propagating this? Then Princess Diana comes out. Then the EP comes out, and I'm like, all right, Ice Spice, I get you. Then the Pink Panthers remix comes out. And I'm like, if you don't like Ice Spice at this point, fuck you. Well, I will say this. I will say this. <laughs> I fuck with Ice Spice. Her, I'm, I'm, I fuck I'm with her too, but but it's only because it's not because of if, of the music as much as it's 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 it. I love Ice Spice. I don't care. I'm yeah, I'm, but you you, I'm, you I'm defending you, her hard. You you know that like you know that that like a lot of that is sort of like tr- smart kind of marketing of her. Right, and she moves of, very well. I'm, I'm pretty sure that like she has a team of writers. Shout out to whoever wrote the Princess Diana. Hey, of course, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, because I She's don't smart. if She's she like did opposite. write Princess Diana, shout out to her. I don't know if she did or not, but she is know. like the opposite of Azealia Banks. Azealia Banks had a Pharrell feature and it didn't go well. And instead of just being like, oh, okay, it didn't go well, whatever, she like blamed Pharrell and just like, fuck well, you, Pharrell. yeah. But I feel, I feel Azealia, Azealia, I feel like, I feel like in in, in like 20 years everything she said would be right like i feel like all the people that she attacks in general i mean except for like people when she's yeah. like on social media i feel like all of the industry people she attacks probably justify i feel i probably feel like i have there's something about her where like i disagree with her a lot of times about shit but i do feel like a lot of times she's kind of like kind of like righteous in, in a lot of she's righteous but she just like she triangulates a lot you can't be in the end here's the thing she's a, not an industry person but she's right. in the industry Correct. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And I, I always have I always have to love people who are like kind of like that. Like where it's like you're not yeah. an industry person, but you're in the industry. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So she's always gonna clash with those people. You know what I'm saying? Because there's industry, there's a certain way you move when you're in an industry. And there's a certain way you can't move. And if you do move that way, then they they dub you a problem, they they box right. you out, you know, uh 
they do all kinds of things to you, you know, um, when they perceive you to be someone who doesn't play ball. All right. Or it's not going to go get with the program. And she's one of those types. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but that, the thing is, that's why I like Ice Spice. It's like she's not causing any any problems. She's just yeah. making the music that she wants to, that like she seemingly wants to make. She's doing the collaborations that she seemingly wants to do. The music is good. If the music was if the music continued to be bad, if she had dropped an EP and it was like all like bikini bottom, it was all garbage. I was like, I'd be like, okay, like fuck her. But the the EP is good, and like and like the Pink Panther remix is pretty good. So I'm waiting for the album, and I and I hope that it, it it's pretty good. You know what I mean? Like the the thing about her, it's like. Uh, you know there's a way that you don't move and there's a way that you do move i respect people who who know how to not move and 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 they still make good art um i i can respect azalea banks in that in that in that way for sure um but the thing is i don't know it's like ice spice the way that she's moving she's moving well she's being political with it but also she's like dropping good music so i like kind of i can kind of respect somebody who can play the game that way but it's not even you know and i don't even know how much to attribute it to her like i don't know how to much attribute it to her playing the game as much uh, I've just I've just seen so much that I kind of just don't even think I feel like there are certain people in positions, right? Mm-hmm. And once they decide kind of like that they can utilize you, then you're gone. And what I mean by that is like I've I know people and artists right now who are super talented, who make great shit. Mm-hmm. Like musicians, right? whether they're rappers singers producers whether they're motherfuckers who make movies filmmakers whatever like who shit is like yo this shit is legitimately fire and they're unknown right and then you watch someone make something that's like not really good and like you watch like skin and which is like not really good but skin and made all this money and it got marketed and you're like what the fuck are, are you are you watch slim jesus someone again i <laughs> brought him up before like somebody from my hood <laughs> Ohio. not my uh, side of the tracks he's on the other side of the well he's he still does, on, that doesn't exist no 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 i no 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 he's from the east side the east side is fucked up but but he's from but he's not who he says he is you know what i'm saying like he's yeah. not like he's from the east side which is poor working class white people black people but he's not from the black side of town on the east side from the white side but but there are people over there that who who you know are 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 tough tough people he's not but that's beside the point um but like you watch him him make one song right it goes viral right and before he torpedoed his own shit right like he was he was on the trajectory because a certain amount of people decided they looked at it they said yo this dude looks like caillou he's got fucking the stick with the motherfucking extendo on it Mm-hmm. fuck it this, this is crazy this is crazy and then the right people share it and then the right people get and then it's like you got motion right and now it's like now is he the most talented no is he even like are are are, are some of these people not to single him out but like are some of these people who we watch rise to prominence do they even have an it factor like not really like it's more like they got plugged in like someone plugged them in and once you get plugged in it's like i even look at nba young boy where i'm like NBA Youngboy is huge, right? Like with his within a certain demographic. But I'm like, what's separating him really? What's making him like as huge as he is to his demographic? And people be like, it's the music. Like, not really. Like, not really. Like when you really start to investigate like a lot of these sort of careers and a lot of sort of these people, and you really look at them in terms of like you could you could take the intangibles, like because people always want to bring up the intangibles, right? 
because because they can't point to the tangibles because they can say like, mm. well, okay, yeah, the music isn't that stellar or or the whatever about the art, the art that they but make the isn't story. That, but yeah. Just, yeah, but 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 like the intangibles though, like he's got there's an it factor. It's like not really. When you start yeah. to really like look behind the curtain, you like, oh, this person has like seven publicists, or 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 this person like knows the fucking see like it's really like the people with power at the lip or at the levels of power who have in certain degrees who have pretty much like orchestrated a lot of these people's careers. And once yeah. once you get into the sort of machine. And there's an awareness about you and you're solidified as an entity, right? As a known quantity, then it's like, it's yours to make or break at that point. Right. Where it's like, everybody knows who you are now. Like, and just off of that alone, you're going to have eyes on whatever the fuck you do. Most people will, 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 will like literally live in obscurity. Like they will live in obscurity for like, and maybe and, and usually usually what happens is like people will die. We've seen this happen with certain artists, right? Or someone will be like, "There's famous people like that." Like, wasn't it Ka- Franz Kafka? Like, he died, and nobody he was like told his wife to like throw all of his books away and shit, throw mm-hmm. all the shit away. And then now he's like one of the most hair like like lauded and like um, writers of you know the modern era. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. Everybody talks about like his shit, talks about metamorphosis and all this shit. You know what I mean? They talk about all this shit now, but when he was alive, they didn't. You know what I'm saying? Same shit with like, like you, every now and then there's a really talented person who's lived in obscurity their whole entire life and their shit is legitimate. Like it's real pure cut Colombian shit, right? And it's like, oh, somebody really tastes it and they're like, oh, this is real. And then the work lives beyond them. Most people, they're not. Most people are just manufactured. And it's like, and that's why it's so disposable. It's like, they have storied careers, maybe like, damn, that was a run. But like, it's like, yeah, but if you put a lot of people in that position to have a run, they'll have a run too. You know what I mean? Like, if I have 75 motherfuckers, 75 people around me helping me write my shit. And I have the the access to the, the machine. I better have a run. You know what I'm saying? Like, I better have a run because I have a whole lot of motherfuckers behind me. You know what I mean? And I feel like uh, I feel like that's a narrative that gets left out uh, when it comes to even now. Like we're talking about a movie like Infinity Pool. Um, why Brandon Cronenberg is able to be Brandon Cronenberg because of David Cronenberg. Mm. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, Alexander Skarsgård is able to be Skarsgård because of his father. Yeah. Stone Skarsgård. However, mm. I think that Brandon Cronenberg is quite talented, and I think that Alexander Cron- uh, Alexander Skarsgård, I'm sorry, is extremely talented. And I wrote in my review of this movie on my little page. Uh, I, I wouldn't say he's extremely talented. I would say I like him though. I would say I like but him. the Northman. The Northman convinced me. I fuck with the Northman. I fuck with the Northman. I like yeah. him. Like I like him in a lot of stuff. I won't say extremely yeah. talented. I don't. I don't. He's not completely sold me as an act. Like he's not an. But he's somebody who can carry a movie, and he's he's a presence. He's a presence on screen, like for sure. But he yeah, comes by I, that quite naturally. You know? I like I, I like I like Alexander Skarsgård. I like what he's doing. Um, I like the movies that he's in. Um, I like I don't know. I him and Bill I feel like are able to pick the right movies. And I, I also like that. By the way, we're talking about nepo babies and stuff like that. I I, I like that they acknowledge that they're nepo babies. Um, they can't I, deny it. <laughs> can't deny it. I was actually um, I recorded a podcast with neoliberal hell yesterday with a cream mm-hmm. and a Adam Faye is two dudes who were like live in New York or whatever. Mm-hmm. They were talking about uh, Alexander Skarsgård and how the the culture of like the the 
in europe like if you're a nepo baby they're like yeah we know that we're a nepo baby and like we owe everything to our father like of course we mm. do like we owe, we owe everything to him they don't they don't try and hide it and and from there they they go and maybe the same thing is kind of with brandon cronenberg where it's kind of like i owe everything to to david cronenberg uh you know what i mean but in america it, it, it it's it's seen as shameful to be a nepo baby it's kind of something that you try to hide you try to hide and, you, and 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 it's like all about living in the father's shadow in other countries it seems like an honor um and I, I just I just I don't know. I, I I like going okay, going back to Infinity Pool. You like Nepo babies. We get it. <laughs> we're like way <laughs> we're like way out in the in the coast, but we're coming back to Infinity Pool. Mm-hmm. I think that Infinity Pool is an incredible product of nepotism. I think that Brendan Cronenberg did a great job. I think that he is distinguishing himself from his father in a lot of different ways. I think his style is becoming very distinct. I think that Alexander Skarsgard is um uh, I think that he's an extremely talented actor. Um, I think I think in this movie he's definitely giving like a B level performance. And there's also an interview where he says basically he was doing the Northman and it was so brutal that like he got like a, a um he got like a package essentially like 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 or like a the script for this for this movie and it said it was like in Croatia and it was like a nice beach scene and he just accepted it immediately with no qualms like about the director or or the script or anything. He like just wanted a vacation, which is really funny. Um. So I think that he's definitely like giving like all, he's not giving his all like he did in like the Northmen or, or these other movies or whatever, but he's giving a B level performance for a B movie. It's a fun movie. Um, I think Infinity Pool is is an extremely fun concept. I think it has a lot of very creepy elements, and it, I, I I really like when when he runs that person over, and then they're like, oh, we're gonna handle it. The next day, the knock comes on the door, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, he's like he's he's in this brutalist building. He's driving past all this like fucking horrible foliage. And like this fucked up country where the language is like unknown to anybody on earth because it's not a real language. Um, automatically, the world is built automatically. Like all the scenes in the prison, I, I liked quite a bit. Um, I don't know. Alexander Skarsgård, he he carries this movie. He's so crazy. He plays like four different characters, four or five different characters because he's cloned. He plays the feverish fucked up dog character. He plays the kind of robotic like just watching yourself get killed and having no emotion character. He plays the dumbass like susceptible to you know mia goth's charms kind of character he, he he's he's for, for a guy who's on vacation literally because that's what Alexander scars got is doing in this movie it, it, by his own admission uh he he low-key kind of gives it like his all <laughs> like mm-hmm. okay you know, so he's so, not trying so let me i'm more i'm more i'm more i, I fall more in and in, in, in closer to to will miniker when it, <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> when, it, okay. when it comes to this movie i do feel like uh now I will say this, Brandon Cronenberg, um, he he I he is a, he is a nepo baby, but he mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not a a good filmmaker. I do think I do think that he, as a filmmaker, he again I like Possessor a lot. Like Possessor to me is still the favorite my favorite film of his. Right? Um, I've I do only think twenty minutes I, and same. But go ahead. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like. Uh, Again, like I always say this too, um, which is I don't write you off a hundred percent. Like if you're like a nepo baby or like a rich kid, but I do grade you like mm, on a curve or like a, a curve where it's like I'm here. like you're starting, yeah. you're starting like at a deficit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like like if I know that, I'm like okay, well, but but I'm legitimately like well, let's see what you do. And if you do some shit that's good, then it's good. Like, because it, you can't control sort of the scenarios, circumstances, which you're born, right? 
None of us can. So, you know, um, I've seen people who are talented from all kind of backgrounds, right? Like poor, you know, rich, middle class, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? People come come from different backgrounds and make all different types of shit. You know what I mean? Like that's that I find interesting. So it's not like one of those things where it's like, oh, no rich kid, no Nepo kid is making things that are. No, I mean, there's there's there are, there are some out there. I will say that that though, though, uh, most of them. But then again, it's not just about them. Um, I would say most people rich are not um, doing things in, in the creative space. I hate using the word space, but fuck it. Uh most most shit is not like you know it's a crowded space you know what i'm saying it's it's a crowded and, and and everyone's vying for sort of the audience right everyone is like yo like check my shit out check this shit out check this you know what i mean like and 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 truthfully it's a big world there's like eight billion people on, on earth apparently now so like mm-hmm. we can have niche you know um but again that's what a podcast like this is about which is about more about celebrating that and, and sort of like finding the shit that's, you know, um, episodes like this are important though, for me, because like, this is a movie where, while while it's a bigger release, but it's still sort of outside the, like, I know a lot of like my quote unquote normie friends and family and shit probably ne- didn't go see this movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, like they probably didn't. So it's kind of no. like, I wouldn't recommend it for normies either. You know, it's like occupies a little bit of both at the same time. So, you know what I mean? But it's also like a a, a movie that people can access to, a movie that people can go right to and go see it. Um, so it's wor- I think it's worthy of talking about it. Plus, again, like we said, we talked about Crimes of the Future to kick this off. So it's definitely one of those movies. And again, I do think he's an interesting filmmaker. I do, I do think he is a lesser filmmaker than his father, but those are big shoes to fill. And he's still young-ish. So like he's still got a, like a lot of life and a lot more films to separate and establish himself as his own sort of guy. He has a small filmography. Wait, can I also, I'm going to, mm-hmm. can we pause and can I pee? Yeah, of course. Uh, and I, we can go as long as you want. Honestly, I, my night is completely empty. <laughs> go literally as long as you want. I just had to pee. All right, cool. Let me pause it. All right, cool. I'll pee right back. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me uh, not go as long. Um, so what I was going to say <laughs> is that <laughs> I think, uh, uh, he has a uh, what I was saying is that he has like a small catalog. He only has three movies out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think what's I think generally what's interesting about art also uh, uh, is context. And I know that you're a huge Cronenberg fan. I, I'm sure you've seen literally all of his movies, uh, David Cronenberg. Yeah, yeah. And, and you've seen the majority. Well, I mean, no, you, I haven't watched I haven't watched Map of the St- Maps of the Stars, and which is his later ones. And I still haven't watched Cosmopolis. Uh, but I think I think that's the only ones. Yeah. For the most part, right? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I, yeah. I saw all the, the early shit. Yeah, yeah. My my history with him. Ready? I'm gonna run through it with you. I saw the mm-hmm. fly once when I was in mm-hmm. second grade when I was sick and I was throwing up and I really identified with it and I fucked with it because I was like, this <laughs> yeah. is how I feel. Yeah. I saw Crimes of the Future when like people online were like coming after me and like being fucking annoying, and I was like, wow, this really identifies with me because it's a movie about clout and about like exposing yourself to all these people. And I was like, this movie is making me feel sick and making me feel <laughs> sick away. I saw <laughs> I saw Scanners with my room and I thought it was good. Uh, and I saw uh, what was the what's the one where he's like uh, where um, the same guy from Crimes of the Future is like a Russian mobster, but he's like undercover. Eastern Promises. Yeah. That's my Cronenberg. That's my Cronenberg yeah. history. It's all I've seen. Yes. Yeah, sure, so sure. my history of his movies, it's scatterbrained. It's like two movies I saw like under weird circumstances that kind of like 
changed the entire like way of seeing the movie crimes of the future when i saw it when i talked about it with you i didn't remember any of the plot points i was just like my head was like wrapped around this fucking weird internet shit but like, <laughs> the movie the movie somehow stuck to all of that in, in some weird way so i i fucked with it a lot and i thought it was a masterpiece but it's like so for you it's like you've seen his whole catalog will menneker obviously he's like a film nerd he's probably seen his whole catalog and so now he's you guys are kind of grading it against like okay like brandon cronenberg is a nepo baby of of uh, david cronenberg and it's like how did how did his movies stack up to his father's movies for me my experience with his father's movies are so scattered and weird and like all over the place and like yeah. I, I i need to get into them and for me it's like when i see brandon cronenberg's movies it's like it's like possessor seems really cool i'd like to finish it infinity pool was sick and it's like i i i i i see the elements of his father's movies and i see the continuation and i and i can compare it a little bit against crime to the future but you know when i grade it i'm not giving it two stars because it's like the the main thesis of my review is like it's not quite as good as his dad's movies like like almost like will's review right mm -hmm. for me it's like i just saw it in the movie theater i thought it was cool i like I like the the whole Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård element of it. I like the foreign element. I like the world building. I like the premise. Um, I had fun with it. Um, I like the 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 set design. I like the weird like little elements of like there's like weird like elements of like cultural appropriation that pop up for for no reason. Like the 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 weird the guy who's like racially ambiguous who's like Spanish but he's also Asian in one scene and then he's like something <laughs> else and, and then there's like a one there's like a two second scene where. Alexander Skarsgård is walking out of the lobby and there's like really stereotypical looking Jewish guys with like big noses. That was weird. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, this movie is strange and a fun movie theater experience. And I liked, I liked what I saw. I liked the, you know, the dynamics of the characters. I liked the premise. I liked the violence. Um, yeah. You know, visually it was cool. B, you know what well, I mean? Let me pose you, let me pose a question to you. And this, yeah. this makes the, to me, this makes the movie a little bit more interesting, but it also kind of, Reminds me a little bit of another movie. Um, what if, what if every time Scarsgar was watching that version of himself get killed, that was the version that we thought. Oh, it's like a different guy, right? It's like, right. What if, what if, for example, like the first time he gets killed, right? What if it's him on the table? Yeah. No, no, how no. Would no he, that... How would you know? Yeah, that that was a, that was I, I forgot. about What if that. he's really getting killed for the shit he's doing? I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I think that's what's happening or yeah. it's not. And it's kind of like fucking with your head. Mm -hmm. And it's the, the very fact that it could be him on the table uh, poses a lot of really interesting kind of like metaphysical. Questions. All of them. What if they're all really getting killed for the shit they did? I thought the part where it's like I thought the part the part that really convinced me on the movie is when mm -hmm. he's in the audience with his girlfriend and he's just robotically just staring at himself. And it's just like he's just like help me please he's like screaming to his girlfriend and the girlfriend is like can't even look and it's like could you just imagine like really like could you just really imagine like right now it's like the person that you're dating i don't know if you're dating anybody it's like mm -hmm. it's like they they're in a crowd like all the way back there in some foreign country with like this version of you that's not you and you're just getting fucking just stabbed you're just you're just yeah. getting stabbed in the neck the chest like you're you're going through it and you're like you just feel betrayed you feel fucked up but you're dead mm -hmm. And even the, the part that really fucked me up, I think the part that also really solidified it for me is when it's like that like feral dog version of Alexander Skarsgård mm -hmm. at the end of the movie. And it's like, is that what version of that is him? Like, is that the original version of him? Is that like a fifth clone version of him? Is the is the original version of him like in front of the barn 
or is that like the third clone version of him? Is See, and five? that's what I mean. Like, I need to. I've only watched this movie once, and it was kind of slow at part in yeah. the middle. And like, it's one of those movies that I, I probably will return to just for just to watch it through that lens, right? Yeah, you got to watch it like Get Out. Like Get Out. Remember the first time you saw Get Out? It's like it's like okay, whatever. The second time you see it, it's like oh, you notice different things. Yeah, but but I've I've railed about that too though. I've railed about you know, Get <laughs> okay. Out. Get, Get Out is fine. Like I, yeah, I feel like Get Out works as a as a as a my issue my issue with movies like specifically Peel's movies now are Get Out was a movie that worked just as a movie, like just as a movie, yeah. and then like you could but you could return to it. Right. And, and 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 then you could do that. But every movie since that movie has been sort of the where like all of the stuff that was in the background mm-hmm. has been brought is, is now in the foreground of his movies. Right. Yeah. All of them. Like, look at the clues and the mystery. Like as before and get out, it was not like that. shit was all in the background. Yeah. And it was just telling the story. You know what I'm saying? But he became the guy, the, the yeah. guy like, oh, he's like he's like Kubrick. And like so now his obsession has become like. Yeah, How can I make these movies that say all of this shit that people can unpiece and watch again? It's like, no, no, no. Make a movie that you can experience as a movie, palatable one time through. And then like you can re- and it does have the rewatch value. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel, and I don't I don't necessarily I'm not saying Infinity Pools crafted that way. I'm just saying like, yeah, you I, might notice things the second time. I was just right, using, right, right, I, right. I also, by the way, I thought us and I thought Nope are, are fucking terrible. Uh, we can get into that a different day. But <laughs> I thought that those movies suck. Uh, but I'm saying get out uh, like it, I was just using it as an example of a movie where it's like you see it the right. first time it's a certain way. You know that things are a certain way, but then you watch it a second time and knowing the ending now it's like from the beginning, it's almost like a puzzle and it's like you're putting it back together. But you know what the puzzle looks like. Same thing with this kind of movie where it's like I'm sure if you watch it a second time from a second viewing, knowing that Alexander Skarsgård is a failed writer and a dumb piece of shit from the beginning the signs might it might you might see it as a different movie that's all i'll say i would say give it a second shot because i think it's yeah. more interesting than you think yeah and that's a good that's a good place to to put a button on it definitely check it out i i i, I can't i definitely can't um i can't say that it's not a movie like there are worse movies that you could go see you know what i'm saying like despite my issues with with it i did think that it was a fairly competent movie with some interesting ideas um and it may it and i did i do like even me telling you that like i do think it does warrant a rewatch for me at least like uh just because there's some questions that i still have about it where i'm like i wonder you know what i mean like experiencing this movie in the theater the way i did at you know caught a late show and uh i do feel like it's one of those movies that like if i even want to rewatch it that kind of speaks to the movie Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? A little bit too. Like, you know, because a lot of times, like, if a movie's like completely ass, then I'm just not going to want to return to it. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, cheers, Ryan, from one cheers, Ryan man. to another. Cheers, um, man. That was fun. I, I always <laughs> love potting with you, man. It's always for sure, always, man. Uh, we, always, check, we always start off on one topic and we just end we up go on everywhere. We go everywhere for sure. Uh, everyone yeah. go check out um, anti art. Um, Brian, do your plugs. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, check out check out Anti Art, uh, the page on Instagram. Uh, we're doing lots of interesting things on there. I'm trying. We 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 were kind of like a, the last time I talked to you, we were more of like a just like a straight up just meme page, reposting page. Now we're kind of doing a lot of original content, diving deep into the eras, diving deep into music that's coming out now, diving deep into this Cronenberg movie that we talked about. There's a review there. 
Um, but I guess mostly I'm here to plug Neil Brahel. Uh, we just had the Marion Williamson interview. Uh, please subscribe to the Patreon. Um, that would be great. Um, so that way, you know, I can make a living off of this. Uh, I'm really excited with the stuff we're doing there. Uh, we're doing a lot of, we're interviewing a lot of really interesting guests that I would not have access to otherwise. I'm yeah. grateful that they're letting me edit for them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, otherwise, I don't really have any plugs. Uh, follow Mutual uh, Aberration Society and and uh, and subscribe to this podcast. Great podcast. Ryan's a great guy. Uh, you know, uh, um, check, uh, check out Ryan at, at, at uh, his acting debut in RachelOrmont.com. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an extra in that movie. I hope it's. I hope they don't like fucking like repaint me as like something. I don't fucking know. Whenever the fuck that movie's coming out. Um, <laughs> I just hope it's able to screen and people are able to see it. But yeah, man, as always, um, I do not know how to end podcast. So uh, cue the random song that I insert right here. I like the girls that do drugs. Girls with cigarettes in the back of the club. Girls that hate cops and I like tall girls, small girls, girls with dicks, call girls, girls who get naked on the grill. They say I'm too fucking horny, wanna put me in a cage. I'll probably fuck the hole in the wall that got before. Made I like girls who pregnant, girls who give it up for land, girls who so fucking kinky. Do drugs, girls with cigarettes.